controls that appear at first glance to provide excellent protection for your accounts payable process sometimes don't. Don't be fooled. What's more, companies relying on them learn only after the funds have disappeared that those controls didn't work. In this episode, we're going to look at three tactics commonly used by companies to protect against accounts payable fraud and duplicate payments that actually don't work. Stick around until the end when we talk about one that fools even the best of them. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place where we curate the latest business intelligence for those who work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable function. Let's talk about control fallacy number one. The trusted employee who's always available. They never take vacation. They always put the company first. They're in every holiday. Anytime anyone's needed, they're there. Anytime anyone comes into the office, they're there. Therefore, when a company runs into trouble with having enough employees to have appropriate separation of duties, they feel very comfortable in allowing this individual to do two or more tasks that actually negate the appropriate segregation of duties. Because they say, oh, Joe would never steal from us. Oh, Jane is honorable. She's been with us for 20, 25 years. She would never steal from us. Now, Most of the time when companies say that or when there's that feeling, they are right. But the problem is occasionally they're not right. And when they're not right, the damage can be quite extensive. So I like to fall back on my colleague Kelly Paxton's favorite line. She's big into hashtags and she says, hashtag, trust is not an internal control. And it's not. No matter how much you think somebody is honorable, and they probably are, you need to still have appropriate separation of duties. Do not rely on trust. A while ago, we did one of these talks on AP and the movies. And two of those stories, two of those movies were about organizations who put implicit trust in an individual and that individual robbed them blind. And in both those cases, now that I'm thinking about it, it had to do with lack of appropriate separation of duties. I'll put a link to that down in the show notes. We call it basically AP at the movies. Okay. So watch that if you think I'm wrong and you can see what happened. All right, I'm going to stop ranting and raving about that, if you will. Okay, control fallacy number two. This revolves around signatures, especially a signature. Now, when we're talking about paper checks, which, you know, if you're a U.S. company, you're probably issuing paper checks. Many organizations have a requirement that if the check is over X dollars, then a second signature has to be put on it. Now, when they make that requirement, what they are assuming is that the AP staff will attach the backup to the check that shows, you know, why this check was drawn and that they'll give it to the authorized signer. The authorized signer will look at that backup. Then they will verify that the check should be drawn. It's drawn on the right account, the right amount, a whole bunch of other things, and then they'll sign the check. The reality is that most authorized signers, when they're presented with this little packet of information, do not look. They just go ahead and they sign. They assume that the accounts payable staff put everything together correctly. Now, if that's the case, and if they're not looking, then why are you bothering? Keep in mind, by the way, that banks do not verify signatures. 
So if I got a hold of one of your checks, and clearly I'm not an authorized signer on your account, and I signed it, even if I signed it Mary Schaefer, never mind trying to fraudulently sign one of your executive signatures, the odds are extremely high that the check will clear. Okay, so thinking that the bank is going to catch it, the banks don't, they don't check. The last example that I have in this revolved around a company I worked for many years ago, and we did not, in my humble opinion, have appropriate controls on wire transfers, non-repetitive, you know, the one-off wire transfers. And the chief operating officer, who was really a fairly intelligent guy, was adamant that we didn't have a problem there because in order for their to have a fraud committed in order for someone to do a wire transfer without appropriate approval, somebody would have had to forge his signature. And I was like, what? You can't believe this. You can't think that people would be afraid to put your signature on it. If they're going to go ahead and steal a million dollars from the company, forging someone's signature is certainly not going to stop anyone. So if you're requiring signatures, just go and take a look at what you're requiring and make sure that it's giving you the protection that you think it's getting, because oftentimes it just is not. All right. I'll stop talking about that. Now, before we get to the last doozy, and it is a real doozy, I have to admit, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. And if you loved it, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe. We produce new content for the channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are devoted to accounts payable and payment issues, and Saturday are reserved for Wordle. And by the way, your thumbs up and your comments They really help us as YouTube takes this as a signal to distribute this video to more viewers. So we really do appreciate even just the simple thumbs up. Now, I want to talk about fallacy number three, which I have to admit, when I first heard about this, I thought this was the silver bullet that would solve the duplicate payment problem once and for all, and I was wrong. Now, Before I segue into that, if you're sitting there thinking, well, duplicate payments aren't such a big deal, the vendor will return them and or give us a credit, you're only partially right. Only a few vendors actually will return the money. Many will give you a credit, but sometimes you don't know about that credit because the paperwork gets lost in the shuffle, even if they do send you a credit memo. And in a few cases, and this is really evil, if you will, on the part of some of your suppliers. A few suppliers, when they get that duplicate payment, they'll think, aha, these guys don't know what they're doing. So I'll send duplicate invoices on all my invoices, and maybe a few will get through. And unfortunately, that's what happens, okay? And as you all know, we're all dealing with vendors who automatically send second invoices, a good portion of them. So it's already a problem. You don't need this on top of it. Okay, so what's the fallacy? What's the control that doesn't work? People will say, and I admit, I thought this would work. Well, our ERP system won't accept duplicate invoice numbers, so we don't have to worry about duplicate payments. Now, on the face of it, it's true. But what happens is, number one, this assumes that your processor input the invoice number correctly the first time, which maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I have to tell you, if I was processing invoices, I'd be more concerned about the dollar amount and our purchase order number than the vendor's invoice number. So assuming that they did enter the invoice number correctly, and then they go to enter the second invoice, what happens is they'll get a notice that this invoice number was already used. Now, you think that that would make people realize, oh, this is a duplicate. Maybe I shouldn't be paying it. But in reality, what happens is the processor says, oh, they won't take this invoice number. Well, I'll just add a space or a dot and they force it through. 
and then they force the duplicate payment through. So even though in theory, our ERP system won't accept duplicate invoice numbers, in theory that should work. When the rubber hits the road, it doesn't. I'm sorry. Okay, so that's what happens with that wonderful silver bullet. These are not the only deceiving practices commonly relied on in accounts payable. There are some other worse practices that unfortunately many still rely on. We recently did a video on that, and you can watch it right now using link that will appear momentarily on YouTube and is in the show notes below. As always, we greatly appreciate your thumbs up, your subscribes, your shares, and your comments. Good luck.